Hello and welcome to the Tao of June, living an inspired life. Today I wanted to talk about a topic that might be a little sensitive to some people. I know it was for me um, when I first heard about heard it because because it was it, it hit a sensitive spot. It hit a nerve <laughs> because I was uh, I was guilty of this very thing, and <clears throat> it's a disease. It's a disease. It's an illness that we suffer from. And like Jim Rohn says, it'll it'll destroy all your chances for a good future. It'll ace your future. And what the thing is, what the topic that I want to talk about today is called complaining, whining, murmuring, mumbling. You know, just it does no good to complain. Les Brown says, don't talk about your problems with everyone because... 80% don't care. No. 80% yeah, 80% don't care and 20% are glad it's you. <laughs> so, and the thing is, I'm not saying that it's it's not okay to you know, talk about the things that we're going through or the difficulties and share. Of course, of course. But there's a difference between uh assessing the situation for what it is and looking for solutions there's a big difference between that and complaining complaining whining playing the victim poor me that does no good and that's what i'm talking about and here's the difference if somebody comes to you with a problem and uh, so what just because they've come to you with with an issue or a problem or difficulty that they're dealing with that doesn't make them a complainer right off the bat you know hear them out listen to them and then after you've listened to the situation and you've made a you know a fairly accurate assessment of what's going on take inventory of the situation okay this is this this is this and see it for what it is not don't make it worse than what it is and also don't kid yourself either and you know just close your eyes and pretend it's all there's no problems you know um, like Tony Robbins says, you know, close your eyes and just chant, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds, you know? <laughs> He's like, yeah, there's weeds, they're right there, let's go pull them out, you know? So, the thing is, um, Jim Rohn brings up the example of the children of Israel. From the moment God set them free, you know, he worked, uh, you know, a number of amazing, incredible miracles, and he got them out of Egypt, you know, out of slavery, and they were headed to the promised land. But they, from day one, they started complaining, you know? Oh, the food was much better back in Egypt, you know? No, there's no water out here in the desert, you know? And then they, and then God provided water, you know? God provided them with water out in the desert miraculously. Oh, and the water's not cold enough, you know? Oh, the water doesn't taste good, you know? <laughs> And then, oh, we're starving. So he provides food, manna from heaven. Oh, <laughs> same old stuff every day. Oh, we got to eat the same old stuff every day. You know, like, it was, it was, you know, it's too hot. It's too long. It's too this. There's, uh, you know, why can't we dance and worship to uh, the gods back in Egypt? You know, they just complained the whole time. Then finally, God said, that's it. Trip canceled. <laughs> I've had enough. Trip canceled, you know. Well, and Jim Rohn says, uh, so that just goes to show that even God himself can only take so much, right? So, and, you know, nobody likes to be around a complainer. Nobody likes to be around someone who whines all the time. Nobody wants to promote one. 
Nobody wants to work with one, become a business partner with one, right? So the thing is, I believe that it is necessary to share our burdens with people who care about us and we care about, you know, someone who we really love and care for. We want them to come to us with their problems and difficult situations that they're going through. And, you know, we want to be able to help them out. Here's the problem. A complainer cannot be helped. That's the difference. When someone comes to you with an issue and you and you say, oh, well, maybe we can try this. Oh, and just listening to you, you know, at this point, an idea came. And what about if you tried this? Did you think about this, you know? And then no matter what suggestion you give them, they're saying, no, I can't do that because, oh, I couldn't do that. No, I could never do that. No, that that's not possible. Yeah, no, no. I, I already tried that. That's, that's going to work. You know, it's like, there's, it's almost like before you even finish your idea, you know, before you even make a suggestion that something that they could do, they've already decided in their mind that they're going to shut your ideas down. You know, there is no solution to this problem. Oh, it's just this huge problem, you know. And some people complain like they're getting paid for it, you know. <laughs> some people look for things to be offended about. They look for things to get upset about as if there's a reward for it. And some people... You could tell that it's become such an ingrained habit that they just don't even know what to do with themselves if they weren't complaining about something, you know? So, the thing is, we cannot change others. You know, you, it's, it's actually not even, it's not fair, it's not right to try to change someone else. So, somebody you know is this kind of person where all they do is complain and all they do is talk about their problems. And which is okay if they're going through a really tough time, but they're not even open to any solutions. They're not, you know, they just want to feel sorry for themselves. And then these are the type of people that are always moving, you know, moving to another job, you know, moving to another state, moving here, you know, just get move, getting out of a relationship, you know, and trying another relationship. And here's a problem, though. No matter where you go, there you are, right? No matter where we go in this world, we have to take ourselves with us. And if we are the problem, then no matter where we go, the problem will be there. So I just wanted to encourage anyone because this is something that I suffered from. And I remember some people would tell me, like, dude, you complain a lot. And I, I would tell them, I'm not complaining. I'm just, I'm just pointing out the facts. You know, I'm like, well, I'm not complaining. I'm just, this is the facts. This is what it is, you know. But uh, when all you can do is just point out the negative right even if it's true even if they are facts you know if all you can do is just point out what's wrong and not even try to come up with any solutions for the problems that you're seeing that is called a complainer <laughs> a whiner you know and I, I really did I had to work on that I really did, needed to work on that and I I've, this the first time I actually heard this from Jim Rohn was almost I think eight years ago eight or nine years ago and so I've had almost a decade to work on this and I still find myself complaining whining wanting to feel sorry for myself but now at least I'm aware of it and I catch myself and I'm like oh you're doing it again you know and I, I talked about this a little bit um, before but where your focus goes 
energy flows. Tony Robbins says, whatever you put your attention on, that's where your energy will go. Where attention goes, energy flows. So if all we do is focus on our problems and the things that are wrong in our lives, then that's all we're going to end up seeing. And it'll, it'll seem to us, it'll feel like that's that's all that's you know our lives are about it's, it'll feel like our lives are just full of problems and nothing to be grateful for and that is a dangerous place to be because no matter who you are no matter where what your situation is if you try if you focus your attention elsewhere there's always something to be grateful for even if it's that someone else that you care for may not be may not have to go through the difficulty that you're going through you know and you're making the sacrifice for them you know even if it's just that like oh i'm so grateful that my daughters don't have to go through this because i'm going through this you know i don't know i'm just i'm just thinking off the top of my head but i'm just saying like <clears throat> there there's always something that you can be grateful for you know um even my divorce it was it was it, it almost it almost took my life seriously it got real it got real it it was it got real (laughs) um but I, i was in a severe depressive state and all of this but i can still look at that situation that difficult heartbreaking situation and i can say i'm grateful that i know the pain of losing a relationship that meant everything to you you know and I, you know, at least I can uh, empathize and I have more compassion for others who are going through difficult times. And I can be more sensitive and not so judgmental and self-righteous. You know, it really humbled me. And I can feel grateful for that. I can feel grateful for the, the lessons that come through the difficulties. So hopefully this encourages you and you know maybe maybe the first time you hear this it might irritate you or bother you the way it did me but just just think about it for a little bit and maybe maybe just let it sit in the back of your mind and that way at least it'll be there the next time you catch yourself feeling angry feeling scared feeling upset or you know just feeling like the world is against you and nothing is going to work out your way and you know you just start feeling like poor me you know you feel like the victim next time that happens try to remind yourself uh-huh complain that you know it does no good to complain and the situation is what it is you know i'm not going to change it by worrying or complaining you know the only way i'm going to i'm going to fix this the only way my life is going to improve is if I change the way I look at things if I change you know I have to change the way I perceive the situation and change the way I respond to the things that happen in my life because if we don't change nothing's going to change for us you know things don't change by chance no um this is Jim Rohn's quote Things don't get better by chance. They get better by change. You know? He's saying that you can go through life with your fingers crossed and hope 
things will change. But it's much better to take an accurate assessment, you know, take inventory of your situation and just look at it objectively, see it for what it is, and then make a plan. Start take, making action steps of way, things that you can do to improve the situation and then start doing those. No matter what it is, just take the first step and start doing it. And then you start to feel better about your situation. You start to feel like you have a little more control over it because you're doing something about it. And then that starts to build momentum. And then one thing leads to another. And then little by little, a little becomes a lot. And now, five, six, seven years later, your life is completely different. You know, it changed for the better because you made the change. You didn't sit and complain. You didn't just throw your hands up, you know, in resignation and just cry. <clears throat> you, like, I, and I did. I did that a few times, <laughs> especially during my divorce. <clears throat> but that's okay. You know, we don't, we're not meant to be perfect. You know, life is not meant to be lived error-free. We're not meant to never make mistakes. We're meant to make mistakes. That's how we're made so that we learn from our mistakes and we start to get better and better. So I'm not, I'm not telling, saying any of this as if I'm some sort of preacher, know-it-all preacher that, you know, I never do, I never fall to these things, you know. I never make these mistakes. No, I do. I do a lot. And that's why I'm talking about it. And the, so the next time you find yourself in a difficult situation where you feel like complaining, you feel like giving up, then what I would suggest is sit down and write on a piece of paper exactly what the situation is, almost like taking inventory, you know, and then start to make, start to think of solutions, start to think of of things that you can do, even if it's little things, little things you can do to start improving the situation. And another thing that really helped, this is uh, from the book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. I think it's by Dale Carnegie. But in that book, he says, um, be willing to accept the worst case scenario. Be willing to accept the worst situation possible. You know, if something's happening and it, if it seems like your world's falling apart, be willing to accept it. You know, and just say, okay. I'm, I'm willing to accept the worst case scenario. And then once you're, once you're willing to accept it, that's, it's called maturity, you know? Be willing to accept the situation for what it is. But then once you've, once you've came, you know, come to peace with that, like, okay, this is the situation. You know, I am divorced. And my relationship with my daughters did, get, did, get, uh, did suffer a hit. Um, it's changed, and uh, for a while there, they didn't want to talk to me. And you know, they, you know, my my older daughter kind of didn't even, you know, want me, want me around. She didn't want to talk to me or anything. And you know, I was going through divorce, and so I, you know, it's like, okay, so this is the situation. It's bad as it gets. I am. I've lost my marriage. Uh, I'm no longer with, you know, living with my daughters. I don't get to see them every day. Okay. That's the situation. I'm willing to accept it. I don't have to like it, but I have to accept it. Now that I've accepted the situation, how can I improve on it? Well, every, every chance I get, every day that I have off, I can drive up there and spend time with them. Because when I'm, when I'm there, physically there with them, 
she can't help it. She starts to warm up, especially when I'm laughing and joking around and stuff. She can't help it. You know, it's like you can tell she's not trying not to smile, but she she'll break. <laughs> she'll smile and laugh, and then all of a sudden, we'll be getting along again. But then it'll be time for me to come back home. You know. But I I did that. I kept I every chance I got, I spent time with them and had had them spend some time with me down here, just me and the girls. You know, trick or treating and for Thanksgiving and going to Six Flags. You know, and I, I call them every day. We talk. Sometimes we talk for hours, hours. We talked for over three hours uh, just last week, one day. And then again at night, I called her um, before they went to sleep to say goodnight. We talked for another hour and a half or so. So we almost talked. We almost talked for five hours on the phone. You know, it's like. So, even though the situation is terrible, I can learn to accept. The situation for what it is, not like it, you know, but accept it and say, okay, this is the situation. How can I improve on on it? How can I make it better? What are some things I can do to make the situation better? Well, okay, I can I can do this. I can reach out to them. I can do this. You know, and it's like just never stop trying to maybe not get the relationship that I had with my daughters back because that's going backwards, but. Letting, allowing the relationship to evolve and grow into something different and something new, but something beautiful, right? Where we understand each other and we understand that, you know, things happen that were somewhat beyond our control because we cannot control others. But you know that that's uh that's just kind of the formula that I've, that I've been using that's been helping me get through some really tough situations when i lost my business when we went out west and things didn't work out there and we were completely broke not, not not even just broke i mean it was worse than that we were severely in debt and you know it was easy sometimes to wake up crying and feeling sorry for myself feeling just this this overwhelming feeling feeling of despair you know, hopelessness, powerlessness, and I would just cry. But once I real, once I listened to that book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, it really helped. And I realized, uh-huh, I can just accept the situation for what it is, you know, not wish it was different, you know, not cry about it or anything. And I don't have to like it either, but just accept the situation. Just say, okay, this is it. This is the situation I'm in. What are some things I could do to make it better? You know, and then decide, make a decision. <clears throat> There's no right or wrong answer. I mean, it's just, it's for you to decide what is the next best step. Decide what it is and then do it. You know, take that next step, do it, and then just go from there. And then little by little, a little becomes a lot and your situation will change. Trust me, I've been through it. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, and you've made it this far, I, I want to thank you so, oh my, so hard. <laughs> I want to thank you so hard <laughs> from the bottom of my heart. Seriously, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. And I really do hope that this helps. And I want to honor the light that's in you because it's also in me. Namaste.